You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. tuning into this episode of the black girl nerds podcast my name is jamie and this episode is hosted by ryan in this episode we have three amazing segments to bring to you with three fantastic women the very first segment features actor kristen dodson on the showtime series flatbush misdemeanors Kristen was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, and is currently a third year in Columbia's MFA acting program. She has numerous TV and film credits under her belt, including Cartoon Network's The Shivering Truth and Netflix's Roxanne Roxanne. She's also an accredited theater actor. You can currently find her on Flatbush Misdemeanors, and she is in our very first segment hosted by Ryan. In our second segment, if you are a fan of The Shy, then you're going to be excited because we are talking to actress Hannah Hall. Hannah Hall is a native of Southside of Chicago, best known for her work as Tiff on the Showtime drama series The Shy. She attended the famed Lee Strasberg School in New York and has appeared on the drama series Chicago Med. And we're not done with the shy. In our third segment, we welcome actor Ty Davis. She is a Chicago native born and raised in the city's South Side. She began her acting career at the age of eight when she booked her first national campaign for McDonald's. A proud member of SAG-AFTRA, she has been in projects such as Cupid on ABC, Roll Bounce, Save the Last Dance, Tyler Perry's House of Pain, Chicago Med, and you can currently catch her as Tracy on The Shy. An established voiceover talent, you can hear Davis on national campaigns all over the world for brands like McDonald's, Xfinity, Toyota, and Pantene. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And are you missing that comedy in your life? Basically, just a show that's going to keep it real, tell you the struggles of the city life. And y'all, it's just sometimes the struggle is just real. I mean, that's all I can say. When you following the two characters of this show, Dan and Kevin, I'm talking about Flatbush misdemeanors on Showtime. And you know, my thing about Dan and Kevin on this show is I feel like they're not making the right connections because they're fishers <laughs> out of water in Flatbush, Brooklyn. You know, they're not talking to the right people. They don't have the key players exactly what i'm saying is they don't know kristen dodson they're not cooking up with zayna enough you know zayna can give them the answers i'm telling you she can give them the answers where nah i i I, (laughs) saying that exactly but you know you can hear over there her beautiful laugh over there hey you doing kristen thank you for joining me by the way (laughs) hi i'm so glad that you guys invited me to come on here i'm like super excited i'm i've actually been a huge fan of you guys so well, look, I appreciate it. And don't let this be your uh, your first and only time. Of course not. Please invite me back. 
<laughs> you know, anytime. But look, speaking of the truth, though, before we get into uh, Flatbush uh, Misdemeanors, let me talk about some of your other projects, because, girl, you keep it moving. You got things going. You did Cartoon Network's The Shivering Truth. Tell me about being in the animated world. I always like that comparison to, like, when you go on a series and how that is in animation. I mean, well, for one, animation, you literally can just roll out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> show up and uh you know just do your thing I think um no I mean aside from that like the the other difference uh especially when you're doing an animation like a cartoon if they allow you to you can totally change up your voice based off of the character um there's just a little bit more uh freedom and not having to worry about how you look your makeup or anything it's just lifting those words off the page right Yes, yeah, man, that's just such a fascinating word to me. And like you said, I mean, you can't be mad at, especially the the uh, as we're slowly making our way through the pandemic, being able to just hop out of bed for any kind of project, <laughs> and, like you don't have to worry about it. Oh, yeah, that's that's what it is. Exactly. I mean, um, and it's crazy because we shot the Shivering Truth. I mean, uh, a while ago, I want to say maybe like a year ago, mm-hmm. and then it did not premiere until like right in the middle of the pandemic which was really really fucking cool right yeah that's really dope yeah when you can do that kind of stuff and get that out keep us entertained because look that's what it all was for me in a pandemic like I need to stay entertained and keep it moving like you know (laughs) so speaking of which too you also do theater and I want to talk about the Daughters of Mog what was that like being a part of that like the Negro Ensemble company like when it's for us by us how was that feeling oh man that was incredible I mean um I'm very spiritual. So I'm just going to put that out there because it's going to get real deep right now. Um, Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. I'm with it. So it's crazy because how I even got um, a part of the Negro Ensemble um, was through a friend. Um, Her name is Deidre. Deidre had told me about it. And I, at the time, I really didn't know much, unfortunately, about our history in theater. Um, And so when she was just breaking it down to me and telling me about Charles Weldon and everything, um, and you know what the NEC is, I was just like, man, I really would love to have an opportunity to be a part of it. So sure enough, um, I had just went there to sign up to take classes, some of their master classes. And this is where I say God comes in because, so I, you know, I had said it out to the universe, hey, I would love to be a part of them. And then literally the day that I went in to sign up for classes, one of their producers said, hey, you know, you should actually try to go out and audition for Daughters of the Mock. And I was just like, I don't even know what this is about. Uh, I would love to, okay. (laughs) And so sure enough, the day that I auditioned was actually the final callback. Wow. So I didn't think I was going to get in. Um, But the director, Denise Stouse, um, she said, you know what, let her her audition. And I auditioned during callbacks and I booked the role, one of the lead role. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm a strong believer that God puts you exactly where you need to be. And, you know, when you speak it out there, somebody's listening. For real, for real, for real. I mean, I feel like that's been a lot of my journey in this industry. Um, yeah, because it was it's been it's a quite a colorful past. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's dope, though. You know, keep it. Hey, it's all about keeping those jobs and keeping it moving. So, yeah, that's real dope and cool. All right. Speaking of cool and crazy and just everything you can think of, Flatbush misdemeanors. All right, you got to tell me, how'd you get this role? How did this come about? Because <laughs> Zayna is on another level, but I love her though. I love her. She's dope though. Oh, I love Zayna. Zay Zay. Um, so yeah, uh, again with this, um, it's funny. I was helping another friend 
out for an audition for um, the CW. And at the time, I really wasn't doing much because, you know, it was definitely heavy pandemic mode. And I was just like, damn, I can't wait for an opportunity to like audition for a series. And I just right. said it, you know, and didn't think anything of it. Next thing you know, I want to say maybe a week later, I got an, um, an email from my agents and there's like, hey, do you want to audition for this thing? It's, you know, they're looking for Brooklyn natives. And it was actually for the character of Dami. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So I was just like, I bet. And, you know, just off the bat reading it, the language was just so Brooklyn. Um, and I was just like, who the fuck wrote this? This is so This feel real. Like it felt, it just felt like home. You know what I mean? And, you know, someone who is a voice actor, um, I'm very intrigued with words and how they sound in my mouth and mm. just the richness of it and reading the script. Like I said, it, it just, all of it just felt right. So I auditioned for Dami and then I want to say two days later as my agents hit me back up saying, Hey, actually they want you to read for this other role, Zayna. And I was just like, okay. And I, when I, you know, reading the script the the one thing that they the one little script that they sent me um I was just like she has a lot more uh lines huh interesting okay I wonder you know if she's like a leader or whatever didn't think anything of it did it didn't hear anything for like a week I made plans to go to Mexico I was in Mexico and <laughs> sure enough I got an email from my agent saying hey you have a callback and I was just like with the creative team and it was literally scheduled for the day that I was supposed to fly back from Mexico oh wow yeah so um with that I said fuck I guess I'm staying in Mexico and I'm doing this audition <laughs> yeah, well we're glad you did we love Zay like Zay is where it's at like I'm I'm wanting to know like because we we kind of we kind of got an episode we did kind of get an episode about her but I'm like I'm so interested to know more you know, cause you got like Uncle Drew is like, and you can tell Uncle Drew gets on a nerve sometimes, but he also protects her. So you're yeah. like wanting to know more about this family dynamic. How how was that for you to for you to play that role and kind of show? You know, she's not necessarily you know with her mom and dad right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember begging Kevin like, please let me know more about the family. I need to know. I want to know, and he just would not let me know. I think he wanted me to really kind of tap into not really knowing what's really going on with my parents and just taking at face value what Drew is telling me about my parents. Right. Um, you know, so uh, it was it was interesting to have to play it that way. Um, you know, and I think that also lends to a lot of her frustration that she feels with Uncle Drew because, you know, he don't give her much information. He just tells her what to do. And she really is, in a sense, I mean, if you really are paying attention to the show, she raises herself a lot. Um, you know, right. she's super independent. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely an interesting opportunity to play this character whose, you know, biological parents are not really in her life. And was and speaking too of kind of raising herself, she can have she has like her own business and everything that mm -hmm. she learns from her uncle. And I'm just so curious, like, have you started to get any feedback or or what are you kind of hoping people take away? You know, especially like the younger generation. I'm a millennial, even younger than that, to be able to see her, <laughs> you know, going through high school or whatever. And you know, she still has her own business going and she's keeping her head on her shoulders right. Like she's not letting other things kind of distract her. Right. I mean. What I hope that other young Black girls see is, um, especially younger Black girls, is that you can do both. Um, and, you know, honestly, it's not too far from home. Like, when I think about 
when I was in high school, there's a lot of girls just like Zena who would do braids and stuff. They would braid the boys' hair at school. And that was the way that they made money to support themselves. Because a lot of them actually did come from households where they were like not with their parents or they were in foster care, et cetera, you know? So um, it did not feel like too far-fetched, but I do hope that young girls take, you know, look at that and be like, yeah, I could be an entrepreneur too. You know, if I have a business idea, I could totally go out for it and do it. You know, I'm, you probably will be successful, especially right. if it's something that the community needs for sure. And I like how, and, and we kind of mentioned a little bit of, of you going, you know, going out for Dami, but I love um, the relationship, you know, between both of them having each other's backs and, you know, Dami's home life is very crazy. And the <laughs> fact that, you know, she can come over, you know, well, you know, I'm putting it mildly. I don't want to give too much away so you guys can go along for the ride like I did. But um, <laughs> she just, you know, she needs somebody that she could kind of like chill out with, you know, in a sense. And Zaya's like, well, you know, come over here and let me show you a couple things. So what's the work of like uh, working with um, Zuri? Let me know if I'm not pronouncing it right. How's that? How's that relationship yeah, on camera? Oh, my God. You know, a lot of people thought me, Zuri, um, and Angela, who plays Amaya in the earliest um, episodes, uh, they thought that we were best friends. Um, it was, it, And we literally had never met each other. We only had a chemistry read with each other. And just the energy between us was insane and so sure enough when we like met each other um even mason who plays will um <laughs> all of us just clicked it was crazy um so it really feels like i'm doing a show with some of my best friends honestly it, it's been amazing like super yeah, you amazing. guys look like such like a, you guys do have like great chemistry it looks like such a cool tight group especially the episode <laughs> with the dance I don't want to give too much away for people but yes. that was really cool to see y'all have fun and I was like and I just loved how Zay was like coming through and I was like get it because she was all up in the she was all up in the stands I want to tell y'all too much but she didn't have to come through and she came through <laughs> on the episode my best friend <laughs> yeah exactly yes I love that line that was so there yeah that was so much fun there and then speaking to of like Mason and Will though I want to talk to you too that I thought was dope how you presented this you know every time when you think about when I know when I'm thinking about the high school and everything the boys and everybody wanting to just mm -hmm. show off for their mm -hmm. friends mm -hmm. and put it on the gram mm -hmm. but they was like look you know you was wrong but she knows she didn't go all the way out now listen she got an uncle that you don't play with I'm trying to tell y'all about oh. Uncle Drew so things happened, but I felt like Zay kept her care. I felt like Zay kept her under control though. Yeah. I mean, I think if anything, Zayna definitely has integrity and she's definitely a boss bitch. And, you know, she's not one to be fucked with. I mean, her. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Has basically raised her, you know? So she's very smart and very aware um, of what's going on and what's, what's trying to happen to her. Um, you know, so I love that episode. You know, so many people keep asking me, does she do it? Does she do it? Da, 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 da. Then her own will has sex. <laughs> and I'm like, honestly, if you really are paying attention to who Xena is in her character, I think you could, you know, determine yeah. I was like, are they not paying attention? Look, you gotta pay attention. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, y'all. Just go watch it on Showtime and pay attention. Pay attention to those episodes because <laughs> it's some good, it's some good lessons in there. Now, listen, speaking of lessons. We go back to Kevin and Dan or Kevin Iso and Dan Perlman. What is it like on set with those guys? Like oh, they are, the lines are just stupid, like in a good way, but it's yes. just crazy. Oh my God. You know, I don't get easily intimidated for real, for real. <laughs> <laughs> but like 
being on set with actual comedians, I felt a little intimidated, you know, because there are scenes when it's really just Zay and all these men. Yes, absolutely. Oh my God. Um, And it, you know, but working with Kevin and Dan has just been uh, truly like a joy. Um, What I love about them is that, yes, you have the script, but a lot of stuff, they're just like, if if that don't feel right, you can improvise it. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Um, No, so they're just really cool, down to earth, super smart um, men to work with. I mean, they were just so like excited to work with me. I mean, they were just like, oh my God, it's you in person. I think that, yes, that's exactly what Kevin did to me when he saw me. He's like, hi, it's you. (laughs) Like, hi, it's you. That's yeah, that's so cool. Do you have any like fun behind the scenes moments? I mean, besides the fact that you're probably just laughing until they said action, but do you have you guys have any like fun, cool cast moments? Oh yeah, I'm trying to think. What's it what what's one we could tell we could talk about? Uh <laughs> yeah, because I was like, yeah, because I mean, well, they I think they have, well, they have like about five or six because there's there's a pretty good amount of episodes out now, but I don't want to give it away in case they're still going. But I didn't know if you guys haven't have anything, I don't know, maybe from like the dance episode if you want to share anything or if you have anything. Um oh my god, first, yes, that, that, yeah, that, that dance episode. I mean, um Shranita did her thing, the choreographer the choreographer oh my god but I just remember I had talked to Kevin like literally the night before I was just like yo Kev we we really dancing bro you know I I I I, I ain't dancing like you know I'm in it he's like yeah yeah it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine so sure enough they pair us with some dancers okay these are girls who are like repped with like top dance agencies all I know is me and Zuri was just like bitch we don't dance actually hilarious but the girls were so nice um I just remember like definitely during the 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 rehearsal learning the choreography I felt like I had two left feet and I was just like I do not feel coordinated like at all I'm feeling sorry not to offend anyone but I'm feeling very much like a beige person with no rhythm yeah um, but yeah I mean it was it was a lot of fun and it was definitely um a bonding experience amongst the girls for sure well let me say you didn't look like you didn't have any rhythm so you guys are very well acting very well choreography and practicing and dancing because yeah I would have thought you just stepped right out of your you know your high school class that day and was just like I'm about to come up and start dancing yeah I mean it's so it made me so sad too I remember like when they were actually filming that part when the girls are dancing at the school I was like damn I feel bad I really feel upset. I feel some type of way. I really can't be dancing. Wait, what? <laughs> Look, that's how you feel as an audience member. You're like, really? Because this show, like, what's what is so cool? And I'll have you, like, I guess if you want to say on the edge of your seat, have you asking questions, is there so many situations that these characters get put in and you're mm-hmm. like, just why? You're like, when is the ending? When is the end going to happen? So they can just go ahead and keep it moving. You you know, just have a, like a calm day. But you know, that's not life. It's not life. But you're like, you want to see it on screen. Like, can I just have a calm day? You know, can she just be on the dancing? I have to worry about anything else. Nah, that's not the show. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely. <laughs> nope, nope. Definitely not the show. Um, but you know, speaking of those situations though, here about the show, what, is there like a situation, um, you know, like, I don't know if that's, hopefully you don't have to give anything away. I'm not trying to make you give anything away, but is there something you want to see, um, Zayna in like some kind of scenario with her friends or something that you haven't seen yet? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, what I would love, love, love to see, and I've been begging Kevin and Dan 
um, is I would <laughs> love to see more scenes where she's with her friends, like with mm, with, yeah. um, with Bill, with Amaya, you know, with June, with um, Dami there. And just, I would love to see like a big ass, like Brooklyn house party. Oh, um, yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, and, like, see, like, how kids really get down <laughs> when the adults <laughs> are not there. Of course, I be- it should be at, you know, Drew's apartment. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, of course. Of, of course. course. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see that. And also, I mean, you know, we know that uh, Zay is Haitian-American. So I definitely would love to see an episode where, you know, she goes to Haiti. Oh, yeah, that would be interesting, man. Yeah. And we there's got to be some way that we have to put Kevin and Drew having to do something because that would be hilarious. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of like how we just y'all, we just poor Kevin. That's all I got to say. But listen, oh, no, poor look, baby. Look, listen. This is how. Before we get like close to the end here, I gotta ask you. Okay, you gotta give us a tips. What are the tips here for surviving Flatbush? Because they haven't figured it out yet. I feel like you know. <laughs> See, look, she laughing because she know. That's why she laughing. <laughs> I mean, mm, I would say. I mean, I mean, it's just you. You in Brooklyn, so mind your business. You know, don't 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 stick your your head into someone's apartment because yeah, maybe someone will pull a gun out on you. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, probably. Yeah, you know, that that that's definitely something that okay, yeah, I'm giving that away. That definitely has happened to Kevin. Um, <clears throat> and I would say, you know, if you're coming into the community, try to be of the community and not be one of those gentrifiers who try to disrupt something that's has been there and that is beautiful there. Ooh, I like that. That's a good one, y'all. Kevin need to get his little notebook out and start writing. Right. You know, yeah, I, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Okay, look, I'm going to shift gears here a little bit because um, I want to ask you, about, are you still in your third year um, at Columbia's MFA uh, acting program? Are you still doing I, that right now? I am. So, yeah, when COVID hit, they actually um, gave us a year off type of thing, which which was, you know, again, this is God. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, because, you know, I would I don't know if I would have been able to take this role if I was, you know, if they kept us with the program. Um so yeah, but so because I had this year off, that this totally granted me the opportunity to do the show. Um, but yes, I am currently going to graduate class of twenty twenty two. Ew. Yeah. Ooh, look, we're gonna have to clap it up. We gotta clap it up right now. You know, we won't know you at the end, so we can clap it up early. Clap it up early. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. But yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. But that's cool you got that year because I was gonna ask you about balancing that. You know, for people that listen to this that are starting out and you know they want to make sure they have the, you know the right acting training because everybody always talks about that. You know, when you get thrown into these different projects and balancing all that. But you know, it was cool to get a little break off the school. I mean, you know, honestly, uh, like Zuri, Zuri didn't go to get an MFA. You know what I mean? So uh, anyone who's like, you know, listening and thinking about that, you know, an MFA does not make you. You make the MFA and it's you. It's what you put out um, is what you will receive back. Um, You know, so. I mean, that's a whole nother nother topic. But uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, but um. Yeah, you don't need an MFA or, you know, any uh, like uh, grad school training to do this. 
um, you know, the right project will be aligned to you. And, you know, what is for you is for you. And you can't, you cannot stop success. Wow. I can look, I can't look, you just dropping knowledge this whole episode. <laughs> and I can't think of any better way to end the episode. Cause that's all I wanted them to hear, you know, cause you have people all now trying to figure out, you know, how to get into acting, how you do this. And there's so many different yeah. paths, you so know, many. so many different ways to take. Yeah. So many different ways to take. So yeah, I love that you just dropped knowledge for the people. Yeah, I mean, also create your own shit. Kevin and Dan created this. This was a web series, y'all. It was, you know, Flatbush Babies. Um, This was a whole ass web series that they created from their own minds. And, you know, they pitched it. And Showtime Mm. became interested in it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah, create your own shit, you know, because you are your, your, your best storyteller. Well, look, we hope you keep creating and I cannot wait. <laughs> I'm saying congratulations already on the MFA because I already know. Thank you. And thank you so much for talking with me. You guys go check out Flatbush Misdemeanors. You guys oh. got to check it out. Check it out. Showtime. Yes, because yeah, I mean, phew, these next episodes, y'all ain't ready. For real. For I ain't real. ready, but I can't wait. I ain't ready and I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> thank you thank again, you Kristen, so, so much. much. Okay. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the Black Girl Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And all I got to say is the shy, you guys, on Showtime is still going season four. And I am just so excited that I get to keep these episodes going with this phenomenal cast because the conversation doesn't stop on the show. That's what I love about it. And particularly when it comes to the couples. And I'm talking about Tiffany and I'm talking about Emmett. Or if you really ride with the show, it's Tiff. So I have actress, <laughs> I have actress Hannah Hall with me today. Hannah, how are you doing? Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I feel good. We just wrapped season four. So another season in the books. So I feel good. Oh, man, that is so cool. How was that? though? Like, you know, we got to ask everybody because we just in that new normal. <laughs> how was shooting like on set and everything? It was challenging. We had the COVID test three times a week. Um T- to be honest with you, I was just happy to be there. Right, <laughs> right. Know, there you go. I- I'm grateful that we was able to film and, and get it done. So I-, I was willing to do whatever it took. But it was challenging. It was very challenging. Right. Well, we're glad you guys did whatever you took. Because this season so far, like, I'm like at the time we're recording this, guys, we're about, we're getting ready to come up on episode five. And the drama yeah. is, like, already hitting you. Like, you think you got to wait. You don't got to wait mid-season for the shy. You You, you don't. now look let me go back for a little bit for people that do not know will you tell us how you even came into this world and why you were like okay I gotta bring Tiff to the screen for y'all I gotta do this right (laughs) um I mean what what are you asking exactly like how did I create the character or yeah like tell us about how you kind of developed the background and how you approached Tiff and then also just how you came as part of the shot like how you got the role oh okay just for people that don't um, know yeah we're going to back it all the way up. So I actually booked Tiff back in 2015 because it was a, a, a first pilot in 2015. It was a completely different cast. And um, initially I auditioned for Keisha, but they pinned me for Tiff. They switched me over to Tiff, which was great, which was great. And um, we, we filmed that pilot and then it didn't get picked up. And then in 2017, I saw that it got picked up. So I'm like, oh my God, what are they going to do? <laughs> um, I saw that they were recasting. So I just reached out to my agents to see what you know, are they still considering me? And they called me back in for another 
audition. The first first pilot auditioned maybe like four times. The the second pilot um, auditioned like one time, and and thankfully I got it. And uh, shoot, we've been rocking it out since then. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm definitely grateful and excited about that. Um, as for developing Tiffany, honestly, it's an ongoing process. I'm constantly processing her. I will say, growing up in Chicago and just the environment that I grew up in, Tiffany was very familiar to me. I knew a Tiffany or a part of me was Tiffany. I don't necessarily agree with all the decisions she makes, <laughs> but, um, you know, Tiffany is a, a, it was a common girl that I saw. So I, I took that and created and built and built and built and um, developed. And of course, when we're getting a script, sometimes we don't know where they're going with the storylines. So when I'm receiving the scripts and, and breaking it down, I'm just constantly adding, developing, processing, and um, creating. And then, uh, you know, with acting too, you can you can simulate it a thousand different ways at home. Right. But then when you in that scene and you getting in a director's telling you, you know what, we're going to have y'all do this instead of this, because things change. Things are constantly changing. Um, you know, I flow off the energy. Emmett and I, Jacob and I, we, we real cool. So we, we, we discuss a lot of things, but we flow off the energy. And sometimes the, the decisions or the choices we make are very impulsive. It's like in the moment. So we, we, like I said, we constantly, it's an ongoing process that we're building on these characters. At least for me, it is. And, and speaking too of like that chemistry, are you guys ever just losing it after the after they yell uh, cut on take? Like for some of the things that you guys have to yell and say to each other, you know, whether it's just like an intense oh. argument or I just, I just, I'm just imagining as a fan that you guys are just cracking up like when, it, when they yell cut. We do. We laugh a lot. We debate a lot. Like sometimes, you know, obviously with the whole uh, decision to do open marriage, we, me and Jacob went back and forth, <laughs> on set, off set. He like, but what do you think about this? And I'm like, no, but this, you know, like we were going back and forth. So that energy is definitely there. Um, we we just embrace it on set. But yeah, it's definitely there. When we, when it's cut, we laugh a lot. Sometimes we laugh in the scene. Um, and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that laughter does look like it's really genuine. Like y'all are really just sitting and chatting and talking it up. And, you know, taking yeah. us along for this journey. By the way, speaking of the open relationship thing, what? Why do you think Tiff? Like, what is it about Dante? Like, we know that's one of her clients. Um, you know, I think it's it's. I want to say it's solely sexual tension. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's that person. He he is someone that she's not with. Um, and and just the green, the, the grass is always greener on the other side. It, it's that type of scenario as well. It's somebody she's not with. It's, it's, it's a new guy, but it's sexual tension. It's sexual tension. And, you know, it, it, was, it was a good moment for her. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure if it wasn't an enjoyable moment, she probably wouldn't consider open marriage. She probably would have went right on home back to her husband. But... <laughs> Listen, y'all just need to go back and watch just their conversation of the ground rules of an open marriage is the most hilarious thing in a car that I think I've ever seen. Like just rules were changing left and right. And all you hear from Emmett is no Dante. You just need to stay away from Dante. Yes, um, that, that was another debate, an ongoing debate uh, that Jacob and I had. Um, I thought that was hilarious. When I read it in the script, I was like, oh my God, like th- th- this is crazy. You know, they walking into something not, 
really creating a foundation or right. uh, limitation. So it, this was, this conversation was bound to come up because Emmett is so foolish. You know, the decisions that he, <laughs> the things that he do is like, uh, it's questionable anyway. So um, I, I just knew that conversation was going to come or some type of um, friction with the decision that they made would, would become an issue. And, and you know, speaking to a witch of Emmett, we just gonna stay in for a minute, y'all. We're not trying to hate on Emmett. Listen, don't don't hate. You know, we try. He's trying to improve for this season, okay? But I do, I do have a question here about going forward with Emmett here working. Do you get okay? People that cannot step out. See, I said the whole Tiff thing because I'm a fan and into the show. People that can't step out of the characters. Do you have people walking up to you like, why is Tiff still there? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You, you, I got people that message me a lot and um, <laughs> and they come up to me. Most of the time, you know, really when it's in person, they're very kind and they're like, wait, 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 are you anything like Tiff? They always kind of give me that that first initial question. Are you anything like Tiff? And why why is she doing this? And why is this? Um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a question. It's a common question that I, that I get. But, you know, once people sit down and talk, they're like, oh, okay. I try to, I do, I do try to take up for Tiffany. I'll say, I'll say that much. <laughs> well, speaking of which, I thought was really cool how the character is sort of altering for the season four. And you kind of got a chance to say, like that the episode where he had to deal with, or we're kind of talking about now with the open marriage, where he had to deal with the fact that you weren't yelling at him. You weren't saying anything. Like you were that just done and pissed off that you were quiet. Yeah. Was that, that's, that's was what... that something that was interesting for you to play? You know, I, I, I like quiet moments and I want, I really, I was adamant about showing that because it's, it's that, it's that moment when a woman's fed up, right? There's no more words to say. So I felt like that was an important uh, moment to show because I feel like as women, we all have experienced that. And at this point, there's nothing more to say. So silence sometimes that hurts more than me yelling and screaming and and arguing with you right and also too what I think is very interesting I think and I you could tell like Emma's character and just like maybe the guys watching this too can kind of think about this a little bit but the fact that Keisha and Dominique are like in the friend group with Tiff like Ooh. they're you know they're they're giving each other advice and you know I'm sure at moments it's very awkward like they had to probably work through what they're you know work through what's going down but the fact that that's a thing that's pointed out on the show especially for black women you know, I actually enjoyed that por- portion of it because so often you see women going at it. There, there's so much conflict with women and, and the issue is a man. So I really enjoy, I, more so I enjoyed the relationship with Keisha and Tiff. With Dom, you know, it's a new relationship. So um, it's cool, but at the same time, it's just real questionable. Right. Um, but I like to see the sisterhood with everyone and it's just something different because we're, we automatically expect these women to, you know, get into a fight or there to be some type of, uh, conflict. And, um, I really appreciated them shifting that and making it more of a sisterhood as opposed to, uh, a, a big thing, a big fight. Yeah. And I love it. Look, it's like, they're ganging up on them. It's so funny. It's like every time he it tries is. to make an inch, it's like they ready. They like, no, don't even come over here with this because we already know the past. We already know what you do, what you did to call right. it. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and, and and I love that. I love it. I love every moment. And, and it's funny because Jason, Jacob and I discuss it and we, we crack up laughing. He's like, why they study doing this to me? 
<laughs> you know what, Emmett? It's it's time for Emmett. The tables have turned on Emmett. They have, y'all. Season four is not playing with him. Like he can't do At anything. All. It's like he in a little box. Like all the women got him. You know, like mama's coming through, then all the lady, like everybody got him in a box. He locked in. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is there like a character or a cast member you have yet to do a scene with that you want to? Um, hmm. I would really enjoy to do a, a like a one-on-one scene with Tyler Abercrombie. She plays Nina. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler yeah, is just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, like, that would be cool. I wonder what they would talk about. I know, I know. Um, just because Tyler, you know, I know her work outside of the shop, mm-hmm. and I, I would really appreciate doing some work with her one-on-one on the show. I don't know how they would write that in, but um, <laughs> I think that would be lovely to watch and, and see and then do for myself. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Now, what can you tease going forward? And do you know, are we going to get, because we had now, uh, Emmett was taking a shot when he mentioned um you know, like kind of mentioned, have mentioned Tiff's dad or like, do you think we'll get any more of her past or is that something that you, you kind of want to get into in the future? Um, hmm. I, I would hope so to uh, get a little bit more backstory. The issue is we, we have so many storylines. True. Very so true. it's difficult to really, really go in depth of what's going on just because Tiffany is getting a little bit more this season. I would love for there to be um, us to go deeper into her background just so we can understand her more. Because when you when you hear that a woman is making the decisions that Tiffany is making, my first question is where, what was her upbringing like? What right. was her past like? What is her household like? That's what I want to know. So hopefully we do get to a point where we can showcase that and, um, and maybe it'll help people understand Tiffany a little bit more. The people that's disagreeing with her more so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just, but yeah, Hannah, I love how you're playing this. It's so it's so dope to see yeah. this go through. And, and you know, and brave too, because like you said, everybody's gonna have an opinion about everything. And just mm-hmm. to be able to see like, there's that, you know, the women out there that do identify with that. Like sometimes you're not leaving right away. You're trying to stay married. And so yeah. it's it's very interesting to see you play that. And look, Karen, I'm here for it. And I cannot wait to see what's going down for the rest of the season. Yes, it's it's y'all gotta y'all live for a ride. I'll say that much. And and honestly, it is not just with Tiff and Emma, it's for each character. It's, yeah, oh yeah, I believe it. Yeah, yeah, you you're in for a ride. They really this season was really bold. I loved it. I loved the writing this season. Um we we switched things up a lot and um I think the audience is gonna really appreciate it and, and they're gonna be on the edge of their seat. Now, look, I'm going to ask a tough question just in case we don't have like, maybe you might pop back in on us and let us know when we get closer to the finale. But can you give us like a like two words for the finale? Because you, you already know. You already know what's happening. It's a two tough one. It's a tough one. Finale. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, mm. Or you can give us a character name that we're going to have to watch out for. Uh... I'm I'll, trying to get you to tease without giving anything away because I know you got that. Yeah, contract. yeah, and you, you, yeah, for sure. And then too, you know, things change. Sometimes they take stuff out. And, oh, and, okay, and okay. I won't stuff. do that to you. I won't do that to you. I forgot about that. Yep, I won't do that to you. It, it's some juicy stuff. It's some juicy stuff, but I just don't want to give you something and then they take it out because they take out stuff. It's a lot of cutting and editing. Um, <laughs> and I don't want you to expect or look forward to something and you don't get it. Um. 
Look, I was wrong for that setup. Look, if you can't look, we're going to go back to the two words. I was wrong for that setup. (laughs) No, it's okay. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, we had so much fun the other day. And I I would mm, more so maybe just... (sighs) These are two separate words. I was like, okay. I, I wanted to bring two, two words together. Maybe family and community. I'll say that. Mm, okay. Hey, there you go. That definitely fits the shot. So we ready. Yeah. You'll see that at the, the finale. You'll see. You just, you'll connect those. I like that. Well, Hannah, thank you so much. And I'm sorry I trapped you in there for a little bit, but you gave us the two words you came through. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> And you guys, again, go check out the shy Sundays on Showtime. Do not miss it, you guys. Get ready. Please. Thank you. Thank you again. And you guys stay safe. And I will talk to you later. Bye. Welcome to the Black Girl Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And look, I know we're going back to the offices because restrictions are lifted. You know, we're doing all this other kind of stuff. So that means the binge list is probably going by the wayside. And I'm going to tell you right now, because I already know the shy's on the list. I'm going to tell you right now, do not be that person that shows up at ladies' nights. Do not be that person that goes to work in the break room and you don't know what's going on. Because I'm telling y'all, season four is fire right now. And I'm giving credit to the ladies. Like, shout out to the men. They doing their thing too. But I got to give credit to the ladies. That's why I'm having so much fun bringing you all of these talented actresses. And you guys, I got Tracy with me today. You guys know I got to do the character name because I just begin so into it. <laughs> And she done had our heartstrings from the beginning, y'all. Pulling on our heartstrings from the beginning. And look, I feel like we would not have Tracy, in my opinion, if Ty Davis was not playing this character. I love it so much. How you doing, Ty? I'm good. Thank you so much. What an intro. Wow. Thank you. Listen, I'm a fan. If you cannot tell, it's probably going to get a little overdone in this interview because I'm very excited <laughs> to be talking to you ladies. And the season is so cool. Like, it's so, I love how you guys are like breaking out. And it's like the evolution, I feel like, of a lot of these Black women that we get to see these different levels for them going into the season. Yes, it is the year for the ladies, finally. We've had such right. amazing characters in the men, but the women are showing up this season, right? For real. Um, and look, can I ask you, is it really cool to like, I know you're born in Chicago to be doing the show as well. And do you have people coming up to you? Like, hopefully it's not the crazy fans, but do you have people coming up to you talking, <laughs> talking about the character? Well, it's crazy because this show is very close to my heart because I'm from Chicago, because I was born and raised, because it's about the place where I love so much. It is one of those things where I'm like, whoa, this is a dream project. Um, I told Lena that very early. I was like, this was huge because as an actor, everybody's like, go to L.A., but I was determined to make it at home make it here first. So this show means so much to me for that very reason. Um, Oddly enough, Chicagoans are pretty cool. Like, yeah, they'll recognize you. They'll be like, oh, hey, Tracy. (laughs) A couple of people asked for a selfie, but we're pretty laid back. We're pretty respectful of each other's spaces. (laughs) See, I I like that. I like that. I don't know, but I'm in the South, so I don't know. Like, I feel like it'll get a little, it might get a little crazy going into the grocery store. They see Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, now that happens. The grocery store is always one of those dangerous places because you never know what you're going to get. That's true. Yeah, you just like, you like, <laughs> look, it's time right now. It's a time moment. Calm down. It's just a time moment. Right. People have a hard time separating characters from actors. And I think it's cool, but it's also sometimes like, wait, wait, wait. Don't hate me. I'm Ty, <laughs> not Tracy. But let me ask you, though, okay, going in, you've been there since the jump, going into like four seasons. What is it about Tracy where you like, ooh, I cannot wait for the season. I can't wait to get back into it. Because Tracy is one of those people. It's like 
nobody in their solid mind sometimes would make the decisions that she made. But I'm like, everything that's been surrounding her has been so emotional. It's like, she is the epitome of a knee jerk response visualized. And I think sometimes as, you know, humans, as people ourselves, we want to kind of hold back, we execute, you know, some restraint, but Tracy just goes for it. And I love that part of her. Like I get to just explore what happens if I just say what I feel in this moment, if even if it's wrong and it's like refreshing sometimes. And you know what? Speaking of say what you feel, can we go back to last season real quick? Because you know I got to yes, ask ma'am. you about what happened to Rodney. Like when that went oh. down, did you know? Like did you like how how far in advance do you guys know? Or is it like Lena Waite, the writer, just kind of springing on you? Like when it's time to, it's time to get ready for action, or do you guys know? Yo, I didn't know until the table read, which was like, wait, mm. what? And I looked over yeah. and Toddy like, did you know? <laughs> and he's like, well, they kind of gave me a heads up, and I was like, oh my word, my jaw was on the floor at the table read. So then like filming it, cause we film out of sequence a lot of times. It's like, so we, we filmed that scene before we filmed a lot of the other stuff. So it was kind of hard because it's like, I know what's coming and you kind of got to track your performances, but it was an emotional yeah. episode. That yeah. was the most emotional episode outside of episode one, season one. That was the one that kind of had me all up in arms. Yeah, because you finally got to see them be there, you know, accept themselves in a way. And it was just like, yeah. they was just, you know, it was like that flowers and roses moment for a minute. And then you like, dang, I'm watching the shy. And it just, it just <laughs> exactly. <gets> you. <laughs> exactly. I was listening to somebody said something about uh, the character this season, Christian, because Keisha and uh, Christian have this cute little relationship. Shout out to yeah. Freedom because he's an amazing actor. Um, they were like, oh, it's so good to see Keisha with this man that's going to love her and respect her. And they were like, but then again, it's the shy. So he might mess around and be the person that eats her. Thank so he's you. a cannibal. Thank <laughs> you. I felt, this, I felt so bad because I felt the same way. I was trying to root for it because it was so innocent and cute. And I was like, oh my God, I'm watching the shy. So my heart is just like, I don't want him to do anything. I'm so nervous. I'm like, I don't know. It's yes. like you're not sitting right. You know, it's like you're moving in your seat while you're watching it. You're not sitting right. Yes. Like, oh, God. Something you can happen. never get comfortable watching the shot. It's like the second you think you are comfortable, something outrageous happens. And you're like, what do you mean? Where did this even come from? Right, right. Listen, yeah. but y'all doing that's how badass of a job y'all doing because we are on our seats like literally every Sunday, like yes. waiting for this to come down. Um, yes. Okay. So with Tracy, I'm going to call her Mayor Duda. That's what I'm going to do. Because I'm trying, I think people trying true. to act like, yeah, right. I think people trying to act like they don't know this is Duda, you know, because they're doing a little mayor parody. Yes. And, yes. They get, and they get forgetting. But Tracy is, listen, I'm not mad at Tracy in this because she is navigating this world. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you can't tell us too much because it's kind of like mm-hmm. hot and cold at moments here. But how mm-hmm. is that, with you playing that, playing with uh, Curtis in that level, and it's just like, it's just so cool to see you guys interacting, because you can tell that Duda's like, oh, I want to be around her, but Tracy's like, nah, I'm about, I'm about mm-hmm. this life, something ain't right. Mm-hmm. It's so funny, because Tracy is so guarded, and I think there's moments where uh, the guard comes down, because it's like, Tracy has never had love, like, or explored it on her own. Everything's kind of been tragic and and tumultuous but now she's like okay who is this man oh no that's still due to those so no thanks and it's just the this the dynamic it's the the push and pull of it that I find so intriguing as a viewer like as an actor I'm like okay we have to play it but watching it I'm like oh but that's still Duda. so wait and Curtis right. does a fantastic job of finding yeah, ways does. to surprise you in a scene like he working with him this season has been a, a lesson. It's been a joy. It's been a pleasure. He has been a fantastic scene partner. And I so appreciate him. 
Um, Duda is still Duda though. So nobody should get comfortable around him. And when he told Tracy to get the fuck on, like, honestly, the way that he delivered it is not the way I expected it. So the reaction was real. I was like, what? Who yeah, I was wondering about oh, that. Wait. Yeah, I was wondering if you guys' reaction sometimes to the lines are like us, you know, like the fans, like if that's like the real time, like you guys are not expecting it to be delivered that way to you. Yes, he does that often. I'm like, <laughs> okay, wait, now you're making me slide into ties. So then I have to find ways to up my stick to itiveness because he will surprise you swiftly. I'm like, sir, I'm tired. Don't talk to me. Oh, wait, no, I'm Tracy. Relax, girl, relax. <laughs> I love it. So you can tell that on camera too, like the camera's tribute to you guys. I love it. Like you can tell that those are like those moments on camera where it swaps and you like, oh, see that line, that line might've been real when they yell, when they yell cut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's one of those tap on the shoulder. Excuse me. I don't know where you went, but don't go there again. Cause I'm gonna have something for you next time. Speaking of which, Tracy got something for the whole neighborhood. I love the way she's putting together this like community support thing, especially with everything that's going on with the Black Lives Matter um, community and everything. Yes you know, to just to keep that out there, you know, you, you hate that, you know, in the black community, we have to keep saying it, but it's ways to use entertainment to kind of keep this message out there. What is that like for you? And then it's also cool because you get to see Tracy interact with these different characters. You don't get to usually see her talk to. Mm -hmm. I think it was awesome to see it on its feet, how a community can come together, how, how we as a community can stand with one another, support one another, find ways like because obviously the system is not set up for us to win so if we as resilient as we are can lean on each other and win I think it's beautiful that we are trying to show that on camera um I did have a fantastic job this season because I got to work with so many of my other castmates like we hang out outside of work but actually being able to be on camera together and bring this storyline to life has been a joy. Um, I know people are like, we don't want to see it all the time, but I feel like art imitates life, imitates art. So the more we see a community standing on its feet and relying on one another, um, the more we'll start to believe that we can do it because we use entertainment as a a source of removal a lot of the times. But if you can sometimes tap into the reality and the reminder that we still have work to do and find a way to do it in an entertaining way, I think that's when art is doing its job and I'm proud to be able to do that this season. Yeah. And shot the shot keeps it all the way real. You know, that's one thing that you gotta, it's a love hate relationship. You gotta love that about the yes. shot. Like they're going to keep it all the way real what's going on in the community. Um, but speaking to of some of the relationships with, um, with Tracy and Imani um, working with Jasmine, I want to see, do we get to see more of that? Can you tease any of that? I love their dynamic on camera. Cause it's like, you kind of get these little <sighs> intense moments and it's like, it's gone. Cause they got to move on. You know, they got their other things going on. Yes, I, I can't. I can't speak to it uh, in the future. I'm just gonna let you guys watch things unfold. However, Jasmine uh, Davis, I say it all the time. Those damn Davis women, because she's also a Davis. So we call <laughs> each other cousin all the time, and we couldn't wait to work together this season because it was like, oh shoot, we got scenes together, um, and it's just fun because that's like the complete opposite of our relationship in real life. So like going from scene to scene she'll surprise me I'll surprise her and then like it'll be like cut it like okay cuz I saw what you did there (laughs) oh did you snap on me for real okay cuz I got you next let's do another one so it was a lot of fun (laughs) Tracy and Imani I think they're two sides of the same coin because they both want to help the women in the community they're both coming from a background that is tragic but they're strong women I think Imani is a little bit more diplomatic in some ways and a little bit more gangster because she had to fight. I think right. Tracy is just now finding her fight, you know, after Quentin and being raped and 
losing her child and having her love interest and best friend murdered in front of her. She's just finding the fight. So this season has been interesting because I caught this uh, season rebirth for, for Tracy's character because she's never been able to live for herself. Everybody made decisions for her. So now it's like, well, what does it look like if I do this? Oh, maybe I shouldn't have. Okay, but okay, it's fine because I'm still learning. Right. Oh, I, I love it though. Like, and I'm, I love the tease you did. I cannot wait to see these ladies more because I'm like, look, I don't know whose idea this was, but this is getting <laughs> ready to be fire. Like as it keeps going, because it's just like when you guys on camera, like, like you saying with the Davis ladies, when you guys on camera, I just love it because you just don't know like the facial expression. You just don't know what's going to come next. Because mm-hmm. it could get real fiery between the two of them. Oh, it could go. Right. So I won't it's, tell you what may or may not happen, I but I will say it's always entertaining. <laughs> look, look, yeah, I tried to get it out. Look, I tried. Look, let me throw in, let me throw in a couple more ladies here. What about uh Dre and Jada? Can you can you tease anything? Because you guys had a cool scene off the top. Can you tease anything we about did. that? Or what can you tell us? Well, I can say Dre and the rock community have become a staple, which is awesome. People are like, Well, what does Dre do? We get to finally see her become you know, a community counselor and adding to the Rock family. Um, Jada's always my girl, which is funny because people are like, why are y'all friends? Y'all was always, you know, Miss Ethel couldn't stand you and she and Ronnie were almost a thing. And I'm like, when are y'all going to realize that nobody want Ronnie? It was fine. I loved her. I loved her all along. Jada and Tracy are cool, cool. That's yeah, my see- girl. See, it's funny to hear you say that because we're all thinking it like we felt bad the way his story unfolded. <laughs> like he wanted to be there, but we was all we all thinking in our head. We're like, mm, Ronnie, I don't know, I don't know, it's gonna work. Nobody want Ronnie. May he rest in peace, honey. <laughs> I love it. See, we have moved on to watch. better things. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is why we love Ty right now, y'all. Look, she's bringing out what we are all thinking. I'm just glad I was not the only one because I was sitting here like, I'm crying on one side, but the other side, I'm like, mm, I don't know what was going to go for him. So, you know. Exactly. It's fine. But may he watch <laughs> from heaven and probably turn exactly. over in his grave when he like, why is she with this mayor? That is Judah. Listen, for, for five seconds. Listen, he we go. She gonna find her inner strength. You know, she gonna think about Ronnie from time to time. She'll find it. She gonna get there. She gonna exactly. get there. Do that. He got. Exactly. He could. He sneak up on people. She gonna get there. She gonna get there. Though. He's charming. He wear nice suits. He smells good. His breath is fresh. What you want? I mean, really though. Like really, can we get a warning sign or something? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like Tracy. Like we feeling for her. Like it's we hurting right now, y'all. We need something. We need something out there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> a little soothing. Look, I gotta go. Favorites, do you have a I know this is probably gonna be hard because you like I said, you've been there from the jump. You got a favorite scene, favorite moment, not from you have to if, if you can kind of tease it, because I know I know you got the, you know, you might not can't tell us too much about this season, but just like overall in general, you got a favorite scene moment. Yeah, but it's not until the finale. And oh my gosh. All right. Right. The scenes, some of those scenes uh in the finale are dynamic to see the, like, there's always a part of the evolution of each character and mm-hmm. to see where we all land and tease for the following season is always like, whoa, you can see the growth in episode 10 and the strength of all of these people. And it is beautiful. Ooh, I can't wait. You giving us like all the good teases. I cannot wait y'all. Listen, <laughs> make sure you watching Showtime on Sundays and checking it out. All right. Cause I'm going to about to transition real quick here as we kind of wrap up uh, Ty. I want to talk to you about the voiceover work you're doing. 
Yes. Because you, you yes. out here with the McDonald's commercial and the Toyota. I was like, why am I not paying attention? I was like, what am I doing with myself? Because you started this at age eight, right? I'm like, listen, yes, I'm really about to go back. I'm really about to go back and try to find some because I need to know. I need to know why I'm not paying attention, why I'm missing this. So what, oh, like, you how, did you, why did you get into it? Um, honestly, voiceover is one of those things that kind of fell in my lap. Vanessa Lanier at uh, Grossman and Jack Talent here in Chicago was one of my second agents, but she was like, why are you not doing voiceover? And I'm like, I have no idea what that is. And actors will tell you, it's a little difficult to get into that circuit. So I was just extremely blessed to have a team that put me on the map in that regard. And then Burrell Communications, which is a black owned, black targeted, black market uh, marketing agency and yeah, marketing agency. They do a lot of like McDonald's, Toyota, Comcast, and they're like family. So when I say voiceover paid the bills because I'm a single mom. Um, and at one point acting was really hard. Like I was saying earlier in Chicago, we weren't getting the big roles. We weren't getting the recurring roles. We were getting the day player, no money roles and children. Right, right. So voiceover was one of those things that I kind of dug really deep in. And it just turned out to be one of those muscles that I was able to use a lot. Like it kept the lights on, the bills paid, the food on the table. <laughs> right. And then I just found a second love for it. Like I do so many voiceovers, even the political seasons. I have like a hundred scripts a day, like during wow. political seasons. It's really, a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of character work because, you know, sometimes you'll be listening to me. You won't even know it's me. So, and that's, that's why I say that's like, why I'm so mad at myself. Yeah, I'm about to go do some research. I'm telling you right now, I'm about to go look and do some research because I need to know, like, I need to figure this out. But tell me yeah. what, because you kind of got into a little bit here of like some of the technique and some of the challenge of it. But what's because I know you've done some video games. What's kind of like the difference if you're talking about the McDonald's commercial, the Toyota commercial, and then doing like a video game? So, video games are more like on camera acting. Like, if I'm in the booth doing a video game voice, I'm literally like a character like Tracy. I'm performing, I'm, I'm doing the motions, I'm doing all those things. Commercial work is more like, it's selling things. It's real salesy, but it's like, they have direction the way they do on camera, off camera, they have direction. They tell you, we, we want this to be a little softer. We want this to have a smile. We want this to be energetic. We want this to be a little bit more smooth. So sometimes you kind of have to be a little sexy. Sometimes you gotta be really exciting. Sometimes you gotta just be you. It's just so many different levels and different ways to sell their product. And they're very specific about what it is that they want. So shout out to the directors and producers in front of and behind the camera because they're really good. Look, I'm about to shout you out because you just gave us voiceover 101. I'm just going to say you just gave us voiceover. <laughs> and we love hearing your voice, by the way. And I'm going to figure out what I've been missing. We love seeing you as Tracy. Oh, my gosh. Thank I'm so excited, you. you guys. You guys better be watching <laughs> season excited. four. You better be finishing this. Yes, please watch season four on Sunday. We're back this Sunday, the 11th. Do not miss where we pick up because when I tell you the ball is rolling, it is. You do not want to miss an episode because you'll miss all the good stuff. Well, you already know. I got my app ready. I'm ready to go. Go ahead with your best self. <laughs> Thank you, Ty. It's been so much fun Thank talking you so to you. Thank Have a fantastic day. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Brodnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.